This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC. Women's WCHA. Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies. The National Hockey League. Kaprizov in for a chance to win it. He scores! Thrill the thrill is for real! Welcome to the NHL, a game winner. And everything from the state of hockey. Cloud Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title. Welcome to the Huskies Warming House Podcast Den. The Huskies Warming House podcast is also brought to you by the Soda Pod, home of MNCAA college hockey news and more. Stay wild and up to date with new episodes throughout every week. Find them on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And welcome into the Huskies Warming House podcast, episode 197 here in the den. My name is Noah Grant. Nick Maxson is not alongside here for this week. Bit of a scheduling conflict that we weren't unable to resolve in the middle of the season so it'll be just myself flying solo here for 197 and then nick of course will be back for episode 198 as we continue to delve into now the month of february of huskies hockey and it was another interesting weekend we talked about how good this cc tigers team was going to be well on the men's side they certainly have looked very good recently and on the women's side no surprise the wisconsin badgers playing very well at home although St. Cloud does garner a point in the extra session as far as standings are concerned in the WCHA. We start, as always, with Center Ice View News and Notes presented by HuskiesIllustrated.com and the Soda Pod. Center Ice View News and Notes. Center Ice View provides you with the best coverage of St. Cloud State Huskies hockey from game notes, recaps, photos, and more. Go to CenterIceView.com. Episode 197, myself Noah Grant at SCSU Hockey underscore 91, uh, bringing you the information today, Nick, not alongside for this week. We're going to start as we normally do on, uh, or I shouldn't say as we normally do, uh, we've kind of switched it up for the month of February, talking about the men's hockey team who ran into a red hot Tiger squad and unfortunately got burned this past weekend a little bit uh, in a team that I think the NCHC is quickly realizing is a lot better than maybe they were in the first half of the season. In fact, you think about uh, St. Cloud and their particular swoon, I guess, and, and historically they've had this coming out of the month of January into February where they just seem to really kind of struggle at this time. Right now, CC has been anything but on the other side. They've looked very good in the NCHC as they continue to climb uh, the standings. We talk about the standings actually in the NCHC after this weekend. Uh, North Dakota uh, occupying the top spot at 37 points on the season. Uh, another strong showing for them this weekend, although they got a bit of a scare on Friday night 
we'll get to that. St. Cloud still in that second spot at 30 points, 8-4-4 uh, four and four in conference play, and uh, right behind them, how about this, the Colorado College Tigers in third with 27 points. I'll tell you what, as difficult as it was for this particular weekend, um, I mean, this was, uh, to be fair, this was, you know, a, a Tigers team that you had to feel really good about coming out of um, the holiday break. You just, you have to be excited for this program. It's been a long time since they've really had a lot of prominence, uh, especially uh, since the inception into the NCHC. Really, their big moment was last year getting to that NCHC Frozen Faceoff championship game. I felt like this year, Sky could be the limit, could be a lot more interesting. Right behind them, uh, their counterparts in the Gold Pan game in the same state, 26 points for the Denver Pioneers. How about this? Fifth place now at 25 points. If you want to be technical about it, spots two through five now separated by five points or less in the standings. Uh, sitting in the sixth spot, Omaha at 21 points, right behind, right behind them, Duluth at 20. Um, yeah, I don't know. Duluth might be the only pick that we end up getting correct, unfortunately, uh, in terms of our standings. Of course, Miami uh, with six points. We'll talk about that as we move forward as well, too. But um, this was a weekend where you look at the NCHC and you know you kind of go through the schedule here. We'll, we'll pull it up and we'll start, uh, of course, on that Friday night. We talked about North Dakota getting a scare. Well, they certainly did. Uh, they went to Miami. And yeah, they were down 4-2 entering period number three. They tie the game with, I believe, less than a minute left. It was right around that one-minute mark. Um, I, I actually think 51 seconds, if memory serves correct. They tie that hockey game up, and then North Dakota takes care of business in overtime 5-4 over the Red Hawks. That would have been a big boost if you were a Huskies fan watching that game intently in Oxford, Ohio. Saturday night, North Dakota 4-1 was the final score. But the Red Hawks, they're not getting blown out of hockey games. I think that's important to be made clear is I feel like in years past, we've talked about some pretty lopsided scores for Miami. They don't have a great squad this year. Let's be fair. This is not the, the turnaround year. This has not been the big momentous jump that we were hoping to kind of tighten up the parity in the NCHC in that bottom spot. But they played a lot better, I think, especially moving to the second half of the season than a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, as far as Omaha and Duluth matching up against each other in two teams that were right next to each other in the standings, well credit Omaha they did exactly what they needed to do and they did them both in regulation 5-1 the first night 4-3 the second night at home at Baxter Arena victories over the Bulldogs that's big in terms of the standings moving forward Denver beating Western Michigan 3-2 in Denver at Magnus Arena the first night and then the second one 7-2 the final for the Broncos boy a little bit of anger and rage I think coming out of Western Michigan in that second night they have really struggled mightily I think them and St. Cloud have been in the same boat, unfortunately, recently uh, when we're talking NCHC conference play. But speaking of our men's hockey team on the St. Cloud side, it was an interesting weekend. 2-1 to one overtime finish on Friday. The Huskies do get a victory. And then 5-3, they lose in regulation on Saturday. So let's talk about that Friday game first. This is a game where Colorado College was the better hockey team. You know what? CC was probably the better hockey team all weekend. I think that's fair to say. And that's a very concerning thing for St. Cloud. Now, counterpoint to this is 
the Tigers aren't a bad hockey team. You know, yes, they're third in the NCHC. Yes, we're getting hyped up about them. Yes, everybody's starting to take notice. But we've been preaching about this in the Huskies Warming House podcast for quite a while. This is a better team than people give them credit for. And I think we're kind of finally starting to see that come to fruition. Uh, but big yikes if you're a Huskies fan here. 45-24 were the shots in this hockey game. 11-6 uh, for the Tigers in the first, 10-8 in the second, 21-6 in the third period. The final period of regulation has not been kind to St. Cloud, I feel like, as of recent. 4-3 was the margin for the Huskies in overtime. This was a riveting back-and-forth OT affair when we got to the extra session, though, and the Huskies do take home the victory. And I would say we're fairly lucky to do it. Colorado College, their lone goal coming on the power play on four opportunities the Huskies missed on their only chance of the night. Uh, also abysmal in the faceoff dot. 20 for 57 St. Cloud was in the dot. I, again, it's something that just has to become better. Now, bright spot for St. Cloud, Dominic Bassey, 44 of 45 stops. Very good showing for him on Friday. I think kind of a bounce back game that he really needed. Caden Emberko stopping 22 of 24, no slouch. This was definitely a goaltender's duel by all means and all consideration. And it was the Huskies who got on the board first, the lone goal of the first two periods, scoring 321 into period number one. Tynan Ewart found Kyler Kupka for his 10th goal of the season to get the Huskies on the board. He wraps it around, taken away here by St. Cloud State. Bumped by Tyler Dunbar, the extra skater on here in the first period. And the shot and a goal here for the Huskies. St. Cloud State strikes first. And it's Kyler. A little bit of a turnover on the half ball. Rolled off the half wall. Get a, get a quick shot right through the D-man. Maybe a little bit of a screen. Just catches Caden off guard. That's a hard puck for a goaltender to pick up. Rolling puck, just flick it towards the net through a screen. Good seeing eye shot, and the Huskies get on the board first. This was a game with a lot of reviews, a lot of, uh, I guess, whistles, and just kind of second looks at certain things. And uh, only fitting that we did have a goal for the Tigers actually waved off in this hockey game. Uh, they thought they had their first goal of this contest. Instead, not to be. Hard skate to the corner for Cooley. Oh, the feed! Tommy Middleton trying to jam it in! And there it is! After review, we have contact with the goalie. No goal! Goaltender interference on that one. I thought this one was maybe borderline. Um, good crash in the crease. I, I think if you're, uh, you know, you're taking a look... Uh, on the replay, if you're the Tigers, you have to feel good about guys getting to the front of the net. I, I don't think the coaching staff would really bat an eye. I don't think Chris Mayotte would think anything about, uh, you know, guys getting to the front of the net. So uh, it didn't really work out for the Tigers in the end there, but I think a good hard-nosed play and really kind of resulted in uh, showed itself on the second night, their ability to get to the blue paint uh, in front of the Huskies net. But CC, of course, would get back in this hockey game at some point. It would take a uh, power play goal in period number three. Zachariah Wisdom, eight minutes and 32 seconds, capped off the scoring in regulation. Here's Ryan Beck, able to keep his skate. Beck feeds it in, trying to jam it is Wisdom. Second with the second effort there on the backhand. Big goal. Power. 
I believe power play goal. They got it in. 11-28. Good second chance opportunity. All kind of starts with keeping the play alive with that beautiful between the legs spin move at the point. Get the puck towards the crease. Second and third whack. And this was something I think if you're a St. Cloud fan, you have to feel okay about, though, is that, you know, Second and third chance opportunities, they were there. Pucks were not getting out of the crease, but it did take two, three, maybe four whacks for the Tigers to find the back of the net over the course of the weekend. I thought St. Cloud did a good job of kind of staying in the fight in front of their net. It didn't pay off, uh, at least standings-wise and scoreboard-wise, especially on Saturday. But I thought that there really was the sense of kind of never out of the fight and the desperation of trying to make plays in front of the net. Sometimes it is a defensive battle and you have to have a little bit of puck luck. I don't think St. Cloud had a ton of that this weekend. They weren't the better team. They didn't really earn it necessarily, but... um, they gave themselves a chance by kind of fighting every inch in the defensive zone when they did. Unfortunately, the Tigers on the man advantage do tie this one up. We would head to overtime. This one was back and forth, everything you could ask for. And in three on three, Adam Ingram finding Werner Miettinen off of essentially a shot off the post from the Tigers. His fourth of the season at the 448 mark seals the deal. The Huskies get the victory in the extra session. Way down here is Brett Lake to win it. Lake shot hit iron. St. Cloud State, they have numbers. Huskies drop it back in a goal in a game winner for St. Cloud State with 12 seconds to go. Now, here's another look at hit iron. So are they, you know, did it come off the post and off the netting over there? Good look for the Huskies there. Really nice essentially second flow finding the trailer a good seeing eye shot probably one Caden Emberko wants to have back tough for the Tigers but good for the Huskies I mean a lot of resolve a lot of grit to turn out with the victory in this one um, again a game where the Tigers were largely the more dominant team in this hockey game um, bit concerning on the St. Cloud side overall on the weekend but you'll take the points. We've talked about this a lot too, where sometimes when you're not playing well, being good enough to still pull points out of a weekend is really important. Everything matters in the NCHC. You think about this game at Ed Robeson Arena this weekend, uh, but specifically, of course, this Friday night, still could be the difference maker down the line. Even though the Huskies, I don't think, are playing particularly well right now, could be the difference maker as, as we move forward into February and ultimately into March and the end of the regular season. Now, on Saturday, the Huskies do not get the job done. They lose in this one. 5-3 is the final score. Uh, it was not pretty. St. Cloud was kind of chasing the game from the beginning onward. Uh, 31-25 was the shot margin in this one. 10-9 for the Tigers in the first. 11-6 in the second. And 10 even uh, the margin going to the Tigers overall. Power play goals galore. Special teams in this one. St. Cloud 2 for 3. Bright spot there. 1 for 3 for the Tigers. Uh, special teams not exactly stellar defensively for St. Cloud. But I, I wouldn't say exactly terrible either. It really kind of felt like a wash in the end. And I just don't think St. Cloud brought their best effort. However, faceoff dot wise, uh, just one faceoff win under 500 in this one, so a little bit better look there as well. Uh, in net, Dominic Bassi stopping 26 of 30, Caden Emberko 22 of 25 uh, for both the netminders, and it was the Tigers scoring at the 15-28 mark for the lone goal of period number one to make it one nothing heading into the locker room after 20 minutes of play.
And Bassey still made the save. Good reaction there by Dominic Bassey. Puck comes into the slot here. And it all starts with St. Cloud losing a puck battle on the half wall, down low on the boards. Weak side guy is not being picked up in the slot. Um, quick pass in front, and what a great release. Glove side. It's not often you see Dominic Bassey so off his angle, surprised by that quick release and quick shot. And just like that, St. Cloud is down one nothing. Um, also with this audio as well, too, especially for some of the Husky goals as we kind of go through uh, some of the audio for this weekend. Um, I'll do my best to kind of... Uh, fill in what I see as well. There is some kind of dead air and silence in, in this particular broadcast. So uh, if you are an audio listener, I'll do my best to kind of recap a little bit um, where I can. But it was Stanley Cooley's fourth of the season, four minutes into period number two. And just like that, the Huskies in a tight spot, down 2 nothing to the Tigers. Rebound over to the near boards. You had a knockoff his stick. Here comes Middleton and Cooley two on one. Middleton down the left side. Gets it over to Cooley. Maybe a push-off that Dominic Bassey would like to have back, but again, where does that play all start? It all starts with a turnover right in those gray areas inside the offensive blue line. Defenseman is flat-footed. Winger or centerman is trying to help out, and just like that, it's a 2-on-1 the other direction. Defenseman lays down. Weak side recovery defender doesn't get back for the Huskies, and just like that, it's in the back of that 2 nothing. and then you have a mountain to climb. The Huskies would get one back in this period to make it 2-1 at the end of the second period. Mason Salquist, his fourth of the season. Zach Okabe, Josh Lidke tallying assists just two minutes Later on the power play to get the Huskies within one. Kabi on the left side. Now Lutke gets it back to Peart, back to Lutke, top of the left circle, down low. Kabi puts it right out in front, shot in the goal, Salquist. Power play goal for St. Cloud. They move the puck beautifully. Get a 2 1 game. I mean, sexiest goal of the weekend by far. Hey, I would say for either team, beautiful tic-tac-toe play. You've got a left-handed shot at the top of the key, kicks it down low to the near side, and uh, seeing eye pass between the legs, no look across the crease, one-time opportunity for the left-handed shot now on the opposite offhand on the right side one-time opportunity over the glove side Caden and Berko almost still makes this save though despite how beautiful the play is but not uh, but just like that St. Cloud within one in this hockey game it felt like at least in this one that St. Cloud maybe had a chance to climb back in this one they gave themselves an opportunity heading into the third period win a period and have a chance to at least push it beyond regulation or you know win a period win a hockey game so to speak not to be 737 mark cc on the board extends their lead back to two and just like that the huskies are down three one and puts a big hit on warren clark loose puck in the st cloud zone puck comes over to 
Lava, his shot stopped, rebound, And again, where does this play all start? The Huskies having a really difficult time getting out of their own zone, moving north, turning the puck over. All of a sudden, play gets filtered back towards the middle of the ice, and just like that, the Huskies are down in this one, and it didn't get any easier. Now 4-1 for the Tigers here. Noah Laba on the power play, his 15th of the season, just four minutes later, made it a three-goal spread for the Tigers. Wing boards to the line for Andrews. Back to Burkholder. Down low, Lava. Lava rolls it out front. Warner gets it over to Burkholder. To Lava. He shoots it scores. Like that, Lava lands. Power play goal. Burkholder's shot was blocked by Anhorn. And it came right over to Noah Lava. And he buried it for the fourth of the game for the Tigers. And unfortunately, nothing Dylan Anhorn could do. Blocks the first shot, then the second shot goes off the tip of the blocker. Huskies almost get away with one here, but yeah, another good look on the power play and great puck movement and great passing had St. Cloud swimming in this one. But St. Cloud would get a power play goal back of their own. Kyler Kupka's 11th of the season. Adam Ingram, Dylan Anhorn redeeming themselves on this one three minutes later at the 14:21 mark. Around the boards, Hall. Gives it a Kupka. He'll tap it back to the blue line. Anhorn over to the left circle. Ingram, his shot save. Rebound goal. Kupka picks up the loose chain. And the second power play goal cuts the Tiger lead to two. At 14-21. The time of the Kupka goal. Yeah, good shot through a screen coming from the left-handed shot up at the top of the point. St. Cloud liking, likes to work off of that side with so many left-handed shooters that they have. And then after that, uh, picking up the rebound and the loose change, the Huskies make it a two-goal spread. But unfortunately, the Tigers, 16-11 mark, a power play goal on the empty net tally uh, would seal the deal for the Tigers. And Anhorn keeps it in. Over to the right circle. Hall with a shot that's blocked. And it's going to be cleared by Middleton. Empty net at the other end. Does it have enough? Yes, it does! Tommy Middleton is second. However, Tynan Ewart and Adam Ingram with... 40 seconds left to play. Tyson Gross, his second of the season, second as a Husky, did make it 5-3. The Tigers respond after losing a game they dominated last night. Well, they respond with a strong performance here tonight as a shot by Ewart is tipped and it goes in behind. A little bit of physicality in front, guys getting to the crease, but unfortunately too little, too late for this St. Cloud squad. And just like that, it was all she wrote for the men's hockey team and a couple of uh, really strong points and a strong victory for Colorado College, uh, salvaging a really great weekend. We'll talk about how big it was uh, pairwise and pole-wise for this Husky squad. Uh, if you were curious on the St. Cloud side of things, I, I thought Dominic Bassey actually looked pretty good. Gave St. Cloud a chance. Didn't have a whole lot of help in front of him. I'm going to be dead honest with you. Um, 
but nonetheless gave his best effort and I, I thought it was a good strong bounce back weekend for him we talk about his effort level by the way um he's like got a 901 right now on a 265 goals against average um on the other side of things, it is Dylan Anhorn with Kader Kupka and Adam Ingram right on his heels. Vieti Mietnin rounding out your top four into the double, double digits, so to speak, in terms of uh, essentially point getters for the Huskies. Now, let's talk a little bit of pairwise here. Of course, this is one of the more uh, intriguing pieces that we pay attention to. Well, St. Cloud, not exactly... Uh, in a great spot technically 15 right now if you want to be uh, a lot of ties going on from 10 down to 15 so to speak but if you're st cloud not a great spot to be in and oh well let's take a glance who's right behind them colorado college and omaha both tied at 17 hot on the heels of the huskies in the pairwise and if you want to know what everybody else thinks you're looking at the polls here. It's actually CC vaulting St. Cloud. St. Cloud at uh, 16, Western at 15, Colorado College now at 14, Omaha cracking the top 20 as well, Denver at 5, North Dakota at 2. Uh, the Denver one still has me a little bit puzzled, though I'm going to be totally honest with you. Uh, but nonetheless, if you're St. Cloud, not exactly the best look right now um, as we take a look at games coming up here. And we've got quite a bit of an interesting spread. We've got a couple of bye weeks coming up here in the NCHC. So important to kind of keep an eye on that. Of course, this Friday, our Huskies are back in action. They travel for another two-game road swing in Oxford to face Miami, who has not been great, but not been totally terrible either. Um, can give teams scares. If you're St. Cloud, this could be a really good building block or... It could be an oh shit moment, <laughs> to be honest, right now uh, in this part of the season. Western Michigan will also host Omaha this weekend, and that's a very important matchup. And then how about the following weekend, by the way? Colorado College hosts North Dakota that weekend, so pay attention to that one. Should be uh, a lot of good hockey on the line. But uh, yeah, if you're St. Cloud right now, on the men's side of things, Yeesh, uh, not exactly the greatest of showings, unfortunately. Uh, St. Cloud is in a position right now where, yeah, they're not playing their best hockey. Uh, let's just put it that way. Uh, they have not been consistent enough defensively. They have, I actually defensively, I would say they've looked okay, but they spent a lot of time playing defense. It's how I would maybe kind of characterize that they've had a tough time getting out of their own zone uh first pass has not been great their transitional game has not been great what makes st cloud hockey so good is they transition really well um and they attack with speed they attack with numbers they're not doing that right now they're not establishing a lot of offensive zone time um unfortunately history history is kind of starting to repeat itself a little bit i think if you're st cloud you feel really good right now that the first half of the season, especially in the NCAA, she has put you in an okay spot. You're talking NCAAs, though, in the big dance at, at the end of things. St. Cloud's going to have to have a really damn good push at the end here uh, to put themselves inside the top 10 or near that number 10 spot right now. Um, yeah, a, a lot of thinking to do. I, it, it's hard to feel, I would say, majorly overwhelmed about the weekend because I, I, I want to be honest, this Tigers team is good right now. I don't know if they would get essentially a, a potential at-large bid in the NCAAs, but they're kind of making a case and pushing right now, depending on how they can finish out. If they could take care of North Dakota again in their own building, 
similar to what they did at Ralph Ingleset earlier this year. Oh, things could get interesting really, really quickly. Moving over to the women's side here, they, of course, traveled to Wisconsin, um, earning a point on that first night and a very tough road string swing. This is uh, both teams, by the way, men's and women's for the Huskies, had one goal hockey games entering period number three in that second night and just could not finish the job, unfortunately. Uh, before we get to that, though, let's take a look at other scores around the WCHA coming back from uh, the previous weekend. Of course, St. Cloud played Saturday, Sunday, so we'll get to that. But Friday, Bemidji State 11-1 the final. Ohio State gets the job done. Second night, 9-1, a combined 20-2 margin. Yeah, the Buckeyes are good. Uh, Minnesota 3-1 over St. Thomas the first night, 5-2 the second one. Bit of a more outright spread in that second contest. And then Duluth doing the Huskies no favors. 3-0 and 2-1 were the finals against Mankato in Duluth. So if you're a Huskies fan, you were hoping for a little bit of luck. Well, not to be. Unfortunately, on the women's side, we talked about how important those drops against Mankato and St. Thomas are as we approach farther and farther into the season. But why don't we take a look at the WCHA standings? Of course, this women's team did garner a point this past weekend. 61 points for Ohio State. Yep. They're good. I mentioned it. 21-1 and one on the season. 54 points for Wisconsin now in second. Minnesota inching back into the conversation at 50 in third place. Duluth, fourth place, last home spot in the WCHA. 35 points for them. St. Cloud, 33 points. We talked about how important those games are. Mankato at 13. Bemidji at 10. St. Thomas at 8. Rounding out your crew as we pay attention down the stretch. And we talk about Friday night for this women's team, which both games I thought were a very good showing, all things considered. Um, you know, this is a very good Badgers team. We've talked about it before. Still still very good. And you look at, um, you look at uh, a game that ends up uh, having a pretty good attendance, by the way. Shots 47-25 was the margin for the Badgers. 12-7 in the first, 19-8 in the second, 12-9 in the third, 4-1 in overtime uh, in the eventual game winner. Only the second period, really the period of the long change, tough for St. Cloud, um, who did not have a power play opportunity, but were perfect 2-2 two two on the PK. Actually were the better team in the faceoff dot. 38 wins, 34 losses. And in both of these contests, uh, St. Cloud State on the board first, Taylor Lind, her seventh of the season. Clara Himmlerova, Ella Onik, just two minutes and 16 seconds into this one. St. Cloud leads 1-0. In her own end. Tie between, now back into the slot. Gervais, and that's a goal for the Huskies. Wow, could not get her advantage. Excellent centering pass inside. Looks like Picard unable to recognize it and tapped in. Excellent play there. Huskies get on the board first. Yeah, pass comes from behind the net and, you know, bounces off a defender. But you'll take those goals any way you can get them. When you're threatening around the crease, when you're creating chaos in front of the net, sometimes good things happen. If you're St. Cloud, you're on the board first. This was a good hockey game back and forth. This was one of the better games. Had a real playoff type feel. I felt it took into the second period, eight and a half minutes in. Maddie Wheeler, seventh of the season, Wisconsin, ends up tying this hockey game up. This would be the last goal that we saw in regulation between these two squads. Way. This is a Wisconsin plant where they tried to play for these rebounds all game. This time it goes right to Maddie Wheeler who takes advantage. And just like that, we are tied. And now a crucial couple. 
This one shot from the point, left-handed shot goes off of uh, the weak side forward in front and then kicks back towards the strong side and a tap in towards the back of the net. Chaos all around in front. Huskies really can't do a whole lot about that one. I mean, that's just, you know, gritty goal. Good teams doing what good teams do. Huskies do push this game to overtime, though. Jojo Choback stopping 45 of 47, looking very much in form. Uh, Wisconsin 24 of 25 uh, shots saved versus shots attempted. And it was... Lacey Eden at the 247 mark finding Caroline Harvey for her fourth of the season. I'm just going to say this short side underneath the bar blocker side. This one's about as good as it gets. Harvey. Harvey racing out. Eden. She'll take this shot herself and scores! Wisconsin wins it! Lights are brightest, the stars deliver. Not much of a window there for Caroline Harvey, but she didn't need it. Unbelievable placement there, and that will do it at Levant. What a game, John. Yeah, that nothing you can really do about that as a goaltender. Perfect shot, perfect placement. Goal scorers goal, and just like that, the Badgers take care of business. Night number two, final 5-2 Wisconsin over St. Cloud, but it was 2-1. Entering period number three. Unfortunately, the Huskies cannot get the job done. Shots 32-25 in favor of the Badgers. 13-8 in periods one and 10-7 in period number three. And it was 10-9 Huskies in the middle frame. A much better response in the middle period. Both teams a power play goal. St. Cloud three opportunities. Wisconsin two. Face-offs, the Huskies not so great on this one. 21 wins, 29 losses for them in this one. It was goals each way. Again, we talked about the Huskies opening the scoring first. Again, the audio here kind of some interesting replays. So if you are, uh, again, joining us on just the audio feed, I will do my best to try to narrate after the fact. Avery Farrell, Katie Kaufman at the 750 mark, finding Alice Surreal for her sixth of the season. And the Huskies once again strike first. Just incredible passing. Following up on those rebounds is what's so important. Always going for the puck, no matter where it is, and just trying to get it in, and that will be Alice Soros. Shot from the point, and again, chaos all around. The Huskies stick with it, just trying to force a puck back towards the middle of the ice. They get rewarded with a wraparound goal. St. Cloud leading one to nothing. Wisconsin would get one back, though. In fact, if you want some bad news, Wisconsin would score the next four four goals of this hockey game just three minutes later they tied it up at one whatever goal he plays against wisconsin has to make sure to cover it up to prevent those rebounds and it looks like a whole unable to get a glove on it and suddenly gorbatenko right place right time for the easy put in and this one was tough i mean if you're sonny ahola um you know essentially a shot that comes from the slot uh, off of a play that comes off of the half wall and you're thinking it's going to be a hard shot and it was kind of a duck essentially a rolling puck that uh, ended up being a lot lower than I think she anticipated a able to make the first save but not able to clean up the rebound and it's a tap in to make it a tie hockey game in the second period we did only see one goal Caroline Harvey the goal scoring game winner from last night power play goal for her um, from Casey O'Brien and Lacey Eden at the 751 mark made it 2-1 Badgers. Caroline Harvey entering this game with two goals, now two more goals in just this series. You can see here. An affinity for the top portion of the net. A good shot over the blocker side, stepping right into the middle, grip it and rip it through a screen over the blocker side shoulder and a very good look for the Badgers who eventually would end up scoring again to start period number three and make it 3-1. 
save that Sonia Hola would usually make, but just enough. Yeah, this one's unfortunate shot uh, coming off of a rebound that kicks up to the point. And uh, this one's an ice burner. Actually beats a hole before she can get the pads down. Five hole. Uh, not a goal you would see a netminder give up often, but through a screen and it had just enough and concealed the release just enough at the 614 mark. Lainey Potter, her uh, tally, and then she would score again three minutes later to make it a 4-1 hockey game for the Badgers. <laughs> Good puck movement, low to high, uh, and able to create a good cycle opportunity. Puck comes to the point, left-handed shot on her offhand, and short side glove high through a screen, a very good release. If the first one was a slow ice burner, so to speak, the second one wasn't very good release for her second of the hockey game. St. Cloud at the 11.02 mark, just two minutes later, actually a minute and a half later, Laura Zimmerman, Katie Kaufman finding Taylor Lynn for her sixth of the season on the power play. I'll look at it again. Yeah, easy pickings there for the team cap. And again, good puck movement. Uh, East-West creating a play off of the bumper in the middle. Shot redirected on net, and the rebound is right there to cash home on the near side. St. Cloud made it interesting. We don't have a clip of this last one, but Lacey Eden, four minutes later, adding an empty net tally. The Huskies actually pulling their netminder well essentially into the halfway mark of this uh, third period to make things interesting, but they could not get the job done. The Huskies do fall on what would be that Sunday night that they ended up playing this hockey game. Uh, if you're curious about uh, some more statistical leaders as well, let's take a look on the women's side as well. Uh, we take a look at our scoring leaders, Clara Hemlova, pacing the team again. 15 assists, 23 points, 8 goals for her. Uh, 14 assists, 18 points for Katie Kaufman uh, as well as far as contributors on uh, the playmaking side of things. Emma Gentry, 8 goals for her on the season. Taylor Lynn now with 7. Inching closer to that group as well. And then on the goaltending goal side of things, Sonny Ahola, a 9-4-7 for her and a 1-3-6 goals against. And Jojo Chobak, a 1-8-7 and a 9-3-3 goals against average as the Huskies look to kind of return to form here and continue to make the most of what is a very daunting, very difficult schedule for this women's team. Uh, we we kind of take a look, by the way, um, before we get to some uh, polls and standings things here. February 9th and 10th are when these teams are going to be back in action. And uh, if you're St. Cloud, uh, it's a very challenging gauntlet. That first night, of course, the Huskies taking on Minnesota at home, 6 o'clock central time in St. Cloud in the Granite City. And then they go on the road 2 p.m. on that Saturday at Ritter Arena in Minnesota. So the Huskies, a very tough task ahead of them. Why don't we take a look very quickly as well? I uh, Number 10 right now sitting in the pairwise and number 10 right now in the women's poll as well. So St. Cloud right on the cusp of where they're trying to be as they push forward into uh, the final couple of uh, weeks of the regular season. Not going to be easy if you're a Huskies fan, this women's team. I thought it was a very good showing. I thought they played much better this weekend. Certainly deserved the point they got in overtime. That first hockey game on Friday night was a very good one. Um, 
you know, the second night kind of got away from them a little bit, but St. Cloud, it does not get any easier. If they could steal a couple points from Minnesota, um, I think it's very doable. This Gophers team has shown some chinks in the armor, so to speak. And then I believe the weekend after that, it's Duluth in a primo matchup where that essentially would probably decide home ice uh, for that final spot in the WCHA standing. So this women's team has had a little bit of hiccups in the second half, not as much as the men have had so far right now, um, but have a chance to kind of rectify that as they push into the middle of February. Uh, it should be some good hockey, as we mentioned. So February 9th and 10th on the men's side, uh, the men this weekend travel to Miami of Ohio. And on the women's side, they have a home and home first in the Granite City and then on the road in the middle of the afternoon matinee on Saturday against the Minnesota Golden Gophers and we'll be here to cover it. Nick will be back of course next week with myself Noah Grant. That will do it for episode 197 and we will see you soon in the den. Seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title.